verse and the fucking the, monster verse and the yeah. Damn, box they do go on at something. Not tired at all. Yeah. <laughs> Sasty. <laughs> About the boil over exhaustion. So, good to see you, buddy. Nice to see you as well. Yeah. So right off the hop, I want to say already, this thing has inspired Franken-Satan. Oh yeah, coming soonish. Yeah, where the devil is dead and gets put back together. With other pieces of... Uh, oh, it shit. It be like ter- no, terrible that's... people, like he's got Hitler's arm. That, now we're thinking. <laughs> now we're all spoiling our own ideas before we do them. <laughs> but uh, how do we start with this? We go right back to old Mary Shelley. Satanstein? <laughs> no, Frank and Satan's better. Yeah, it's the best. Satanstein. Yeah. He's Jewish too. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Redacted. Redacted. So, taking you back to the late 1700s. I was hoping so. Mary Shelley, right? You knew that uh, she wrote this at a very young age, Frankenstein? Yeah, 16. 16? Already married. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you telling me or I'm telling you? I, yeah, she ran away. She ran away and eloped. And then wrote Frankenstein with her lover, whose last name was Shelley. But wasn't there a contest of some sort between like her and a relative to write something when she moved to a new place? Something like that? I'm not sure. Well, either way. I gotta watch the movie. Either way, the modern Prometheus is the subtitle, subtitle for this. Yeah. Um, which is, of course, Greek mythology. Yeah, my fave. Uh, yeah. Did you think much about Prometheus in terms of Greek mythology? No. I mean... He, he actually was never on my radar because I usually just based it more around the 12 Olympians. Yeah. But created fire. Yeah. Uh, and then I think got tied to a... A rock. But on this week's episode, talking about the uh, 1994 version of Frankenstein, yeah. which is, of course, got a lot to live up to with the uh, iconography of the 1931 one, yeah. where um, he's wearing those... Uh, ex-soldier hobo clothes yeah as they call them in this book down here that you might be able to see um i don't think there's any kind of igor figure no in here no unless you count henry (laughs) um and he's lost his neck terminals yeah (laughs) in the new one in the new ish in the 
In 31, you're talking about? Yeah. He lo- he loses them? Yeah. 1994, he doesn't have them. Oh, okay, yes. That's what I thought you were saying. Just think, as a kid, maybe, in 1994, you're waiting for the movies to come out yeah. every week. Yeah. And uh, if you were, what uh, would you be... If you were a kid back in 1994 around what would be some of the movie rentals uh, this one would be up with Forrest Gump would have been one of the biggest names out of 1994 yeah was uh, successful at the Academy Awards somewhere in my Bubba Shrimp hat yeah uh, some other names Natural Born Killers mm-hmm. uh, The Mask which is I saw in theaters I remember yeah at uh, Crystal Palace a magical place, but uh, Leon the Professional. All right. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Pulp Fiction. The Page well, hold Master. Hold on. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. The Frank Darabon wrote the script for this one or a version of it. Do you remember Page Master? Page Master is one I'm obsessed with watching again. I actually played the Super Nintendo game around when it came out as well. So it was a real one-two punch as far as, um, you know, Page Master things. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, played the game over a weekend. There was actually this part where you'd think that you were getting further and you'd end up back at the beginning of the game, yeah. which would boggle my mind and... <laughs> really made me nuts over that weekend. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of redemption that I need, speaking of Shawshank. Especially for movies I would have been watching around that time, Richie Rich came out. Oh, yeah. And like There was something about Macaulay, Richie Rich, man. He Macaulay had a, Culkin doing uh, you know, the amount of movies in a year that Ty West was <laughs> yes. last year. Uh, Ace Ventura, Hold Bet on, Detective. Richie Rich made people think that rich people could have uh, McDonald's in their house. Speed. Uh, Little Rascals. Yeah. Uh, interview with a Vampire. Yeah. Um, which is great. Yeah. Oh, God, I just don't want that as uh, <laughs> audio to be out there. <laughs> Delete that. But uh, speaking of vampires, yeah, you know Frankenstein. No, we're kidding. talking about uh, you know the original cinema universe, where they have so many now: the multiverse, the uh, <clears throat> monsterverse, the you know the MCU, the DC verse, or whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll talk about them later. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah, maybe we already talked about them, I mean. Well, but yeah, there's, I could could have gotten yeah. into how I borrowed them as a kid from the yeah. library yeah. and, you know, the whole golden age. Yeah. But this but was... we're living in the present, 1994. Yeah. But this was like the original, you know, the, the dark universe mm-hmm. goes back to almost the start of film with the Frankensteins and the Dracula... And uh, Wolfman and the Mummy. Yeah, like these are the. This is the Mount Rushmore of 
movie monsters. Yeah. Baked in to every... And in the 90s, there was quite a few uh, remakes. And I think that uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein stands up a lot more than uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman. I love Gary Oldman and you know Keanu Reeves is a great actor as well. But and just that was almost like a reboot Winona of the dark. Yeah, exactly. The because score nuts. Um Coppola I think was a producer on both of them. Mm. I don't know if he's trying to fire that whole thing up. But would this have been around the same time that uh, Jack Nicholson did Wolfman? You'd have to consult to your list. And, and then, of course, uh, you know, later later on they did end up having The Mummy, which was pretty big at the time, but I don't know if that even is considered the same mummy. Like as the, the Brennan Fraser the one? The Brennan Frasers, yeah. That was a bit later. Yeah. What do you think about Brennan Fraser? Yeah, 94, Wolf. Oh. Look at this. But that they probably went out of their way to say that's not part of it. 92, Dracula. So they championed this reboot with Dracula, and then they put out Wolf and Frankenstein in the same year. No wonder I was so excited for this to come out. What do you think about Brandon Fraser? I thought he's like... Uh, so Airheads, yeah, love awesome. Airheads, love yeah, love Encino Man. Yeah. Encino Man is oddly enough one of the movies I remember seeing in school, the earliest as well. Yeah. So I don't think I ever had to rent it. I think I went over to some friends and it was on. Uh, they had to rent it out, and then we saw it at school. Yeah. Um, so he was, he's been in my brain a long time. I really love Blast from the Past. Oh, yeah. Did you ever catch that one? You know what? It's I really actually cool. got sneak peek theater tickets to see that. Yeah. Well, my buddy did, and he was like, you want to go see a movie tonight? Yeah. I was like, uh, okay. It was, yeah. It was one of the few times I actually had one of those screener things. Yeah. And I was like, I really liked Kids in the Hall around the same time that I watched Blast from the Past. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to see... Uh, Dave Foley in there, and like Alicia, Alicia Silverstone, nailed it. Yeah, she was in. Uh, she was Batgirl, like right around that time. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I really like Brendan Fraser. It's a shame what kind of what happened to him. She like also it. in the uh, Freeway. Charlie Sheen, you ever see that? No. I think. Wish I could look it up. Never. Yeah. Besides the point. So now we're talking about Robert De Niro, <coughs> who plays the monster, the nameless. Yeah. But he's going to come into play a little bit later on. Yeah. Or, or, like we're just naming the cast. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Robert well, De Niro. Well, don't forget Aiden Quinn. <laughs> uh, and John Cleese plays a little bit role. Yeah. But, it's like, uh, can you miss him? Who's the main character in it? Kenneth Branagh. So he actually directed this as well. Yeah. And right off the top, uh, like, and he goes on <coughs> to 
do Hamlet. Holy shit, I didn't know we were going to speak so highly of it. No, but I didn't know this guy was to to be spoken of so highly either. Oh, yeah. Because he was nominated at the Academy Awards for Best Adapted Screenplay for Hamlet. And then was nominated for Best Actor and Best Director for Henry V. Jeez. And I think... He's got to be doing two things on everything. Watching this, I saw it right away, is this was heavily inspired by stage play. Like, I found all the locations were were super stagey. You know, very theatrical in the stage. Like, that big uh, spiral staircase that goes up the wall mm-hmm. just seems so stagey. Almost like you see it at Neptune when, like, a Romeo and Juliet, when she's on the balcony, and they have the little balcony built in the corner. Mm-hmm. And they're, I'm pretty sure they're dancing around to uh, piggies by the Beatles <laughs> when it shows uh, young uh, Frankie young Frankie Victor yeah they call him little Victor <laughs> at this moment and he's dancing with his sister I believe Helena but this is when they're kids because remember his mother Because <laughs> it has a little intro of him as a kid. So you're right. You're right. Um, let's just bring it back a little bit. So, yeah. So De Niro, AAA actor that you knew from whenever. He's like the biggest guy in Hollywood. Yeah, he's coming <laughs> off of Bronx Tale and uh, preceding casino yeah but what you know about this movie is that it's got the biggest bestest actor out there in the world playing frankenstein so if anyone's gonna the live monster a, uh, yeah yeah of, of course you gotta make that mistake just to clarify that yeah. but of course the creature they never gave me a name <laughs> yeah so you're sitting there waiting around it's sunday afternoon you finally get to watch it and you know it's the first week and it's out on video yeah and uh man i thought it was a snoozer back then so i'm super excited to cover it here today yeah you could see some big set pieces of course in it um but it, we had like a 27 inch uh mm. CRT, I, I guess television with you know covered yeah. in wood, um, huge back then. Yeah, so being able to watch it with fresh eyes and uh, some maturity, hopefully, yeah. to finally watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that you see in it is this uh, 3D intro that goes into a scroll. Oh my god. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> the whole on the ship. On yeah. the ship part. It's so funny that I actually blanked this out from my memory. The Arctic Sea. I blanked this out from my memory <laughs> for the longest time. Like when me and you watched it, <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? 
this is the wrong movie or I got burned or something like that. Yeah, but, but out in the Arctic Sea, ship's but, on. But I just blanked it out again. <laughs> we watched it well, it's, today. It's, <laughs> well, it's hilarious. The ship is out there, super rocky. Mm. And uh, then, I'm surprised you don't remember this, the most iconic line from titanic iceberg like right ahead iceberg ahead (laughs) um and then they're crashing and stuff like that and i was like what did this have to do with frankenstein but of course there's always that um i guess perfect storm kind of energy at the beginning um which i guess is pretty close to the book actually i think it has that in it and we were really keeping our eye open for De Niro because there was the guy that went under on the boat. And we are like, is that him? Is that, are they going to bring his body home and then end up using him or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you're already looking for uh, corpses yeah. to nominate. Eyes wide shut complex where you're like, that's the him. That's the body. That's the body. There's the arm. That guy's got good arms. This girl's got good legs. Yeah, exactly. And then that uh, captain guy is getting an earful. Um, he's got this uh, as many men as needed are going to be lost in order to make uh, progress on whatever kind of journey there and they're sending dogs out to get killed you know a lot of movies are out there patting those dogs in those first couple minutes trying to endear you these people they're sending them out to who knows but um what was it? Uh, Kenny Brana shows up. Yeah. yeah. He's behind the camera up until this point. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh. Victor Passing Frankenstein. is getting in there. <laughs> but yeah, then it cuts to um, what... I, I don't know who... I thought it was his wife dying during childbirth. No, it was his mom. With a topless Bilbo Baggins. Oh, yeah. I couldn't is... save her. I couldn't save her. Which is his dad? Stepdad. Stepdad. There, there, is something, there was something implied. I think it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. And just the way he delivered a line. He, he, he delivered a line and it... It told me that he wasn't his father. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was, was telltale like, He was like kind of like your mother mm-hmm. or something. Wasn't saying that my son or anything like yeah. that. You know what He's I mean? the same age as his mom. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then he's dancing with Helena's character as a kid. But they're talking about each other as mother and si- or brother and sister. Mm. <clears throat> and then... Yes, yeah, so she has Willie. Yeah, in her, which I thought was his son for a while. Yeah, it was, but it's his brother. Seemed very convoluted. Yeah, his, but the, his son aged brother. But we might as well just get this hot topic out of the way because I was going to bring this up later. Is that you know, as a viewer, you're watching this and you're like, "Oh, that's kind of strange," <laughs> and then you forget about it. And then when him and Elena go to get married, 
they say something like, no longer brother and sister, now husband and wife. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I, I know it was like that back in the day, but is this something that they actually added to it? Yeah, is this, this something, you know, because this being Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, they probably tried to stay as true to the novel as they could. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then, so then, you know, it got really confusing with the son too. And it's like, is that what happens when you marry your sister? You get a son brother? <laughs> Some but brother. it ends up just being his little brother that mm-hmm. he took over. Yeah. Yeah, so that was super, uh, like, con, not convoluted, but uh, straightforwardly strange yeah. family. But who needs labels? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not my lover. Yeah. Um, They're just making it complicated. But the whole scene, I guess, meant to give him a spark in the interest of trying to preserve life. A spark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. Already having, uh, already having grievances. Really, you know, from a young age, he's wishing that he he could have done something to bring his mother back to life, mm-hmm. or so, whoever yeah, she was. Sparked the, the curiosity. That's yeah. a that's a great note. Yeah, and then jumps right into a kite flying scene. You know. Yeah, hoping to get electrocuted like uh, numb nuts there. <laughs> <laughs> that's so numb nuts is that him that gets like struck by lightning and then they're all touching each other yeah, with electric zoom. fingers yeah, I know. that was like cutting edge technology <laughs> for the 90s being able to like put that together yeah feel the power that's what it was all about in the 90s hmm. um uh so back to that dancing that you would mention, mm. which uh, they actually refer to as fun, if you want to be technical. <laughs> but so. I got I got stuff about dancing, guy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so there's a whole lot of back and forth with uh, his cousin, sister, wife-to-be. Yeah. You know, do I propose now? Mm. And uh, then decides he's got to go. There's a lot of that in this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an ongoing thing that he's choosing his work over his love. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. And they were dancing through the hallways. Yeah. And this scene, That's one like, of the biggest parts of doing fun. <laughs> and there was actually, uh, like, a lot of movement in the shots I found, which, you know, isn't typically wouldn't typically give you that theatrical feel interestingly enough the camera was dancing with them i even think that was might have been a like a long shot there was a lot of long shots in this Mm -hmm. he's got to put a stop to the fun and he heads to uh anglostad where he's just a young i guess student um getting getting lodging yeah and right away they established the uh town bully like the university bully just <laughs> oh my god people. yeah well that's where he meets his mill house yeah. he doesn't really get an igor yeah but the bully says uh what do you remember Sp- watch where i'm going 
<laughs> so this That's, Nelson. That, that, <laughs> that was the term back in the day. Yeah. Gets biffed out by that guy, this yeah. uh, Henry, his wimpy millhouse of a friend. Yeah. Has kind of limited quotability, but that uh, was one of the highlights. Yeah. But there's a few other ones, yeah. as you might expect. He hooks up with Henry here, gets a skinny on a rogue doctor. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, doing stuff that he'd be a little more into. Yeah, played by John Cleese. This is the... See, I told you, you blink and you miss this guy. The professor. Mm-hmm. Because his brain comes into this later on. Yeah. Human dissections and going on. Also, like, throwing the hero's journey on its head because it's actually the mentor telling the, the student not to follow in his footsteps mm-hmm. instead of usually it would be the mentor helping him lead on his way. But, the uh, you know, there's the call for action, and then there's the, the second stage is where the main character usually doesn't want to continue with this, but he already has reasoning to want to try to bring uh, a human back to life and he finds out that this already has been done or at least experimented with through this professor and the professor is the one saying do not do it it did not work for mm-hmm. me and it will not work for you yeah he's at loggerheads yeah it's a word i like to say that i heard somewhere yeah that doesn't come up too do- often but uh it with- does not look like john cleese yeah like they put hell of a hell of a nose on him or something yeah the uh person like, uh, who he's not she's a she's a witch nose i think they borrowed it from uh monty python was was he the rogue girl was he the rogue one or was because there was the other place with that awesome like spire of uh it was balconies all around in a spire formation um and the professor was down in the middle and everybody was on different floors above them. I think it was the one professor. But because he kind of was a radical, but at the same time, he was the one telling them not to do. But Henry hips them to this other rogue guy after they start hanging out, saying, this guy's more your speed um, with the stuff you're trying to do. Really? With his new science. Um, so, yeah... They figure out that, like, on, they're on the verge of a breakthrough, and they find out electricity uh, is definitely what's going to unlock that. And you're right. You get that monkey paw demo. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was like the Wolfman's arm or something like that. <laughs> I was really sunk into this dark universe. Yeah. And the whole time going back and forth. Had some serious strength to it. And wishes. Usually monkey arms give you wishes. Maybe you wished for zombies. (laughs) And the whole time it's going back and forth here with Helena, Liz, um, yada yada. (laughs) One sec. Okay. I I gotta add this part and then you bring up that statement. Yeah. Because I remember the professor actually said that, uh, you know, you're going to make an abomination Mm -hmm. to him if you proceed with what you want to go through with. Yeah. And it instantly made me think of uh, MCU 
or just you know the marvel character the not so jolly green giant there hulk yeah and one of his biggest villains is abomination and it kind of is like a more scientific way like way about frankenstein except that he turned himself into the monster rather than creating someone else and then finally after learning this guy's whole life story dead de niro (laughs) close (laughs) <laughs> no but how does the professor go what the he was mad more letters be back and forth with liz letters letters <laughs> so many letters entered de niro to save this thing oh, i'm so happy right now <laughs> in a timely sort of scene today's timely uh he's out there he's plaguing out and he's, uh, in the, he's in the line. He's refusing the jab. Yeah, he's an anti-jabber, which yeah. is you know, it's so funny to watch this after COVID and think about like back then with the plague and stuff. They didn't have any Pfizer. Like who knows what the hell they were jabbing <laughs> them with back then. So I'd be you know I'd probably be an anti-vaxer if I was in the. 1700s or whatever this is well you'd probably get hanged for it yeah a lot like our friend de niro here but he didn't get hanged just for that no i just am remembering this now that he had a blade and he stabbed the doctor and or like the professor and that's how the professor died no way that's why he gets hanged and yeah. it's so funny that you still call someone being hanged hanged and it's not hung Mm -hmm. and do you think the terminology is still hanged and not hung is because it's like such an old school approach to to murder that they didn't want to kind of update it yeah they don't need to revisit the name yeah they just gotta pretend like it doesn't exist anymore yeah yeah uh really like keep it as an old school thing like i actually we did a project i forget who my partner was i think it was me and tyler did a a project with lemonation back in film about the hangings in halifax and all the different places that they do like manabs island and then at one point they'd be hanging people on the willow trees going up uh no to quinpool what is it summer street or something it's a right around the commons there's those willow trees on yeah. both sides that they'd be hanging people out into the public mm-hmm. and the last place that there was a hanging in halifax was actually right outside the courthouse or right out, right behind the courthouse mm-hmm. and when it happened the dinero he's just there yelling to the spectators that they're evil and uh that's it for him yeah until a few hours later, under cover of darkness, still hanging out there, conveniently. Yeah. So old... Victor. Yeah, he can uh, scoop the guy up, right? The uh, benevolent extender of life, Victor. Yeah, gets gets first blood. Yeah. He's t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting first blood, tiffing hard with his boo. Yeah. Uh, Liz 
um, some more upset letters, yada yada. Yeah. Oh my God! Another letter from a, this broad, right? And then another my sister, wife. <laughs> another eureka moment, mm. just like the the good doctor's death. Um, ambiotic fluid. Say what? <laughs> That's the key. That's the the last missing component. Oh yeah. To get yourself a. A monster creature together. But now Liz is showing up. No more letters. Um, but that's when they're having the... No, nah, this work's more important. You know, deal with this later. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. I can't handle this right now. And a really interesting part of the film is that the brain that he uses for the monster... The nameless creature is actually the good doctors. Oh my the professors. god! <laughs> you know every. You know this whole doctor's arc. Yes. <laughs> so the brain and I think that with the development of film, they couldn't have uh, Frankenstein or the monster walking around <laughs> like in the thirties, right? So they had to uh, make this character a little bit more sophisticated. So they used the brain of the professor that would make Frankenstein or the monster at least be catching on to things very quickly. That's interesting because I was wondering where he got his brains. But there's something... Because at the end of it, he can have full-out conversations. Yeah, but before he... Well, when he gets the brains, is that the last thing that he had to to grab before... um... Because he had to figure out the ambiotic fluid. And then, you know, he's got rid of his girlfriend. And he's free to go create a monster. It was almost like a very overdone uh, set with the the big, uh, I don't even know what you would call it, but the structures, like very early age industrial. Yeah. But it's like very interesting to see like what that might look like at those times. Because, yeah, I don't even know if Edison got zapped yet. So once uh, the creature comes to life, you get the iconic uh, ending to the first Friday the 13th. Very Jason. The exact shot of him lurching out of the water monstrosity. I'm thinking they called up Tom Savini and said, you got that suit? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> send it down to uh return to sender yeah yeah and then there's the like slippery it's almost like neo fresh out the in the matrix yeah, yeah that's where, that ambiotic like fluid this. that's a necessary evil yeah. he's like the boneless lady you ever played that game uh like a like a video game that's yeah. hard to control me and jacob used to get super yeah. baked and play this game where it was just like this person that's falling down mm-hmm. and, and you're hitting const- a bunch of stuff and you can sw- swing them around and stuff like that. Ragdoll. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so he's like trying to pick him up, but he's slipping on him and then slipping on the ground know, and he's rolling pulling, over each other and stuff like that. He's pulling muscles. You know yeah. it. He's going to feel that the next day. He Gives knocks him-, him in the head and then hangs him again. Yeah. Second hanging him- of the day for this guy. Yeah. And then there's full frontal. 
and <laughs> yeah he definitely was in the pool at this point yeah there's shrinkage significant shrinkage oh no he was in the pool <laughs> yeah so and then we got a full frantic orchestra as this guy's out you know brewing him up and uh you're treated to uh, some of those classic lines. Live! Oh, yeah. Followed by a well, lot of, no, no, yeah. no. Well, of course, there's uh, the classic soundbite. Uh, it's alive, which was yeah. used on YTV yeah. for years and years. Yeah, it gets uh, used twice in a row, actually. Yeah. After the porthole. Yeah. The glass on the window. Yeah classic well the glass on the window the hand on the window yeah a porthole kind of window and a strange basin um electric eels too electric eels are a big part of it oh yeah and then um right away things go pear-shaped didn't we uh skip over the killer frogenstein how could we miss little frogenstein his test puppet, remember that? Yeah, that's right. That he uh, he's like in a little petri dish, and it's like <laughs> ah, it didn't work. And then he walks away, and then the, it moves, and the the glass breaks. <laughs> like, oh my god! I that's, thought the ending. That's because of the super strength. Was going to be a bunch of killer frogs coming out. Because <laughs> if yeah. he, he reads the fine print after yeah. Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Yeah. breaks loose there yeah. and he notices something's off about him right because yeah. he's kicking the shit out of him and it's a real slippery hairy fight uh you know victor's shirtless at this time oh well that went without saying robert de niro's pantless at this time <laughs> and you know oh yeah he was in the you pool. don't go to the party so there's and not little, go into the there's pool significant shrinkage but do you think that Robert De Niro had a butt double? Who doesn't? Any big star, you would. It could be your career if you didn't. You don't think Robert? This is mid nineties. His butt's too ugly to show off. You know what? He probably had he the probably dedication to methodically grandpa. work on it. Yeah. You know what? Next movie, I'm showing my ass. Yeah. Casino, I'm showing my ass. <laughs> <laughs> But, Sharon, you hear that? You're going to be looking at this ass. And there's really interesting uses of wearing red throughout this. Like yeah. Sometimes uh, Victor will be wearing like a really red blazer. Or um, like blood. Liz will be wearing a red dress. And then later on, Will has a red coat. And it's really like this is very, you know, they try to make it like, gritty old uh europe so it's all the gray and dirty but uh it makes these red wardrobe pieces like really stand really out. stand out that's interesting i didn't have anything i don't think well i did have uh one thing on red later on yeah um but um i didn't really pick up on it that much early on but it's good to be noticing that sort of mm. uh crap about it and liz runs down a 1700s one way that's well yeah she runs in the traffic as they're kind of breaking (laughs) she's running one way and every this is all all of britain is walking north she's trying to get south yeah um yeah and frankenstein is is showing some of his brain 
I, f- I forgot it was the doctor, but I was wondering how he was uh, had the the know well to. He had a pretty good head on his shoulders, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> um, when he was sleeping homeless, he was bundled up. Um, Very. Yeah. There was a shaved one chest. One okay, keep going. It was him, you know, hanging out on his own, starting his journey. Yeah. And um, they were establishing that he did have a brain. Hmm. Um, and much like your uh, he was first on the blood family. note, yeah. I have a shaved chest in here, huh? <laughs> like Jerry, <laughs> but uh, that's useless because that's more like a werewolf reference. Vic is being nursed back to health by his man friend Henry, and um, now that Henry is getting good, he might pass anatomy. He's like reads the fine print realizes there's this issue where they have extra super strength yeah so he's like oh shit i gotta destroy everything (laughs) didn't realize this shit um so he's like no you know because the monster made his way out no problem yeah so you know he's got to get his act get his get to the next act (laughs) and he's getting spotted already and an angry mobs are already forming at the sight of him (laughs) it reminds me a lot of spawn too just like how he's dressed and how he's like walking around the city and everyone's like pushing into him and he's like weak but strong (laughs) at the same time he's like he's got a face only hell could love i need to find a bridge to sleep under (laughs) get away from me dog and stuff like that yeah but he's sleeping homeless. He's bundled up, like you said. Uh, he's got a shaved chest like Jerry. Um, <laughs> like Jerry. But the problem is he gets spotted right away. <laughs> An angry mob forms Yeah. soon right after. Away. He definitely doesn't have, uh, you know, he, he has superhuman strength. He definitely didn't have superhuman speed. He's muttering, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's already kind of developing. Yeah, so he's at a rapid pace, walking around like he did in The Irishman. <laughs> Luckily, he's got that super strength going on. A couple people try to attack him. It's gives, called an angry mob. Gives someone a uh, like a wild throw, like he th- he throws a guy, and some I think it's the cops or something. Just see this guy flying through the air, and they're like, eh, like everything's normal. He's touching uh, that, he does a talk. He, Turn the other way, Lou. Yeah. He actually like jumps on a uh, like a horse and buggy or something like that on the back of it and does it, or I forget how he does it, but he actually does a tuck and roll. No, oh, yeah, and into the pond, and then he can swim. <laughs> Who can't? Yeah, this guy's been living for <laughs> five minutes at this moment. Man, Frosty the Snowball was. Snow, I, know, I know people that man. I know people that still can't swim. <laughs> yeah. at like thirty years of age. But then he does this uh, like pearl clench. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Yeah, he's <laughs> doing one of that. Mm. That might actually be in the picture on the movie. Is that? Oh yeah. What are we doing? We actually have the movie here. Mm. God dang. Why are we using this iconic guy then? <laughs> You're old news, pal. Uh-huh. 
Oh, I must have had the European cover. Got the uh, porthole. The porthole. But yeah, is he comes th- this along. guy. This guy was giving me like really a hunchback of. There's Notre- a picture of the uh, titles, or like the main titles of the DVD. <laughs> Just so you know, if you get a magnifying glass, you can see uh, that there's a thing that says special features. <laughs> Wait, there was no special features. No, there's no there's special shit features. Shit all on this yeah. thing. Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame vibes. Oh, yeah. Just how he was going through the city and everyone was looking at him. But then also under the bridge, kind of like uh, Christopher Lloyd and Dennis the Menace. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Down and out. I was almost like getting all this nostalgia as I, as I was watching uh, The Nameless Creature. Yeah. Go about his business. I and I'm pretty sure that's a line that uh, that line must have been in there somewhere. So there's no way I'm uh, poetic enough to come up with this. But in my notes it says, "Evil stitch to evil, stitch to evil." <laughs> I think uh, you know it's profound. Sixteen year old wrote the yeah took that directly from mary shelley yourself uh old vic is getting nursed back to health by his tireless man friend confidant and servant nurse henry millhouse who's getting good now at anatomy helena's around she's uh really getting the full attention of the good doc now yeah he's shutting down the whole place yeah you know he's done with it all on cue, they run into each other's arms, and uh, brother and sister pretty free to go about their their thing, right? Yeah, and this was when the I noticed that it was back to that like a lot of movement in the camera, like it was swinging around her as like the <clears throat> the reveal of Elizabeth coming back, mm-hmm. and it kind of had that that dance. In the motion that you saw early on with them. Mm-hmm. That's Those called fun. Like, yeah. yeah, fun. Well, you're going to confuse people if you don't refer to it as fun. Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's, it's, is that, it's the late 1700s. That's, is that a, with a, they, P, a they, PH? They make that clear early on in the, the narration, I think. This is fun. Yeah, they say they Morgan refer to Freeman. it. Yeah, they do it a couple times with the fun. Yeah, they took a soundbite from Shawshank. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile,st uh, the monster, it's, uh, listen to Casco music, hunkering down, eating with pigs. And they're saying, "Thank God," when they're saying uh, it was brought up that children are dying from the epidemic. Mm-hmm. So there, this was an app. Uh, so this was an active thing going on, like the plague. And I think even Willie might have got a little sick along the way. I wonder if uh, he was worried he might catch the bug out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it would have been funny if he was like a, a super clean freak, like he's wearing masks and you know, he sees people sneezing and he won't go near them. Yeah. Just a horse's ball sack on his face. Or no, anti-vaxxer. So he's... The opposite. He's like licking people that are sneezing and stuff. Doing things like eating out of a pig trough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Squatting at these people's house. Yeah, he might have the brain of a doctor, but he has the belly of a glutton. Mm-hmm. 
But his kindness, once he hears about how uh, if this thing field gets frozen or something, he harvests that family's whole thing. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wake up like it's Christmas. Yeah. But it's not quite Christmas yet. Um, first, he's got to encounter a bla- blind flutist. That lives on the premises. Yeah. Blutus is what they call him. Yeah. He hears friend. Or something. <laughs> friend. He, friend. Yeah. He's learning what friends are while uh, Vic and Liz, the power couple, brother and sister, uh, gets a necklace proposal. And they're to be married as soon as this pesky little quarantine is lifted. <laughs> Best man, Millhouse. Yeah. Did he already sneak into the pig pen? Yep, that's where he is. Like just before uh, Christmas, there. Yeah. Where he's still squatting. Yeah. I thought honestly he was gonna like rip apart a pig and start eating on his flesh or something like that. Maybe he's like kinda... Tom Green. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Tom Green. <laughs> just. That's awesome. We ain't there yeah. yet. Yeah, he thought he, I thought he was gonna eat them, but he just told them to push over. Yeah, it was like it was lucky that they uh, were needs toddlers. To, it's Ma- important. Imagine if they were all breastfeeding. Oh yeah, he would have got in on that too. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to establish dominance on that nipple uh, <laughs> region that you want him. He'd be like Mowgli, mm-hmm. getting raised by pigs. Yeah. He can double fist. He can drink milk or water. You know, you start noticing all the uh, very unnecessary stitching on Frankenstein. Ah, well. Seeing more and more of them. <laughs> like, why do they always got new hands? Buffalo Bill hadn't perfected it yeah. yet. <laughs> like, whose hands? It was like... This guy had nice hands. I got to use this guy's hands. Right. <laughs> Everyone, he was a hand model. You got to be careful yeah. with them. Yeah, he'd stand on a rock back in the day and just people would look at his hands. You should get them insured. <laughs> Sees a little girl uh, getting roughed up by Captain Rent Collector. <laughs> yeah. He gets to chat with that guy. After he gets kind of caught rustling in the walls, and um, he goes out and hangs out with him. Uh, he's talking about how, you know, they're they're relating to each other. Yeah, talking about shadows. Yeah, um, you know how they're better for him. People are afraid of him. Mm. Does that, uh... Yeah, let me feel your face. Yeah. Uh, man hands. It's like, you got something. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry's just like... <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good one. Yeah, and much like man Ballad? hands... Valid? <laughs> you like it? Much like man hands, um, as nice as, uh... The monster might be it's flat out rejection, and oh, yeah. ends in a big ugly cry. Yeah, because he said he has the line, uh, 
I am ugly, they are beautiful. Yeah. And uh, you can tell, like, they, Victor gave him a big heart. You know, he's fixing the plants and stuff like that along the way. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's already showing some... Uh, you, They're making you sympathize with him a little bit. I wonder if he knows an easy way to get a heart out. Someone does. Yeah. We'll find out later. Will we ever? Um, and then yeah. he also encounters a beautiful, iconic red flower. So what do you... In his sleeve, and he puts it in his sleeve, and it just it goes with that same uh, motif that I was talking about earlier. He returns to give it to the family or the girl or something, and finds that everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets super pissed off about it, yep. and um, he says, "I know what I am. I'm a monster. Light up, lights." Uh, and he lights the place up. Oh, yeah. And I will plan my revenge. <laughs> yeah. And this whole montage, like, going off into the the mountains and saying, like, you have to come to this place <clears throat> to Victor. It's, like, so Batman villainy. Like, the little cave that they have to meet in and stuff. It's, like, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, the sea of ice. Yeah. And he gets really like 90s villain at this point. Mm hmm. Cuts back to Victor and Elizabeth and Will. Yeah, they're having the, yeah, the wedding build up. Yeah. Elizabeth uh, is wearing red and so is Will. Mm hmm. And then <clears throat> the creature is playing flute. Yeah, playing and, the old kazoo. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's luring. I didn't know it was the Franken call. <laughs> um, so they have to find Willie now. Seinfeld, search party for four. <laughs> you caught right? <laughs> caught right. Yeah, I don't know so, if that was more Seinfeld or Mitch Hedberg. Frankenstein was playing the Willie flute? Yeah, I think so. Or the Willie call. Yeah. And then um, Helena, who we haven't talked about in a while. We're going to get to her. She has a solo scene where she's out looking for Willie. Yeah. And uh, finds her in, finds him in that A-shaped thing. Yeah. And then there's... Comes running out with her. Mm-hmm. And then... Or with him, sorry. And then they apprehend that lady. And there's that crazy... Um, hanging where the town turns into the lynch mob and that's when the monster finally tracks down daddy o and says the sea of ice 3 p.m behind the elementary school yeah behind the ice pool uh willie the actor actually Never acted in anything after this, but became a sound editor. Oh, nice. He's been a sound editor ever since. I don't know. That probably seemed off-putting. Like a fat person on a diet. (laughs) Off-putting. Well, there's a lot of calories. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) The pudding singles. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Seinfeld, man. <laughs> well, I guess you won't be wanting this then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah, they meet up in the mountains. Um, I guess crossfade across. Like, again, very theatrical setting. Doesn't even look realistic. Looks. It just has such a stage play characteristic, which obviously this guy was going for because he's in Hamlet and Henry V that he's acting yeah, and directing. It, it's all real fake until there's a flying attack yeah. followed by a cinematic ice sliding scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He frankenpounces. Yeah. Yeah, he frankenpounces right on him. Yeah. Almost like... Uh, Gary Oldman in True Romance. He, so I don't know how he did, but he he flew sideways at uh, Christian Slater. Like it's not <laughs> like a jump; it's like a like they they chucked him towards him. You can never be surprised at what Gary Oldman can yeah, he, do. He was on wires or something. <laughs> yeah, but he gets jump, gets taken to the ice layer. And, uh, I mean, we didn't talk about the second, uh, or the female supporting role that was kind of there the whole time. And it kind of seemed like her and, uh, Victor had a relationship or something. She was always in the mix of the relationship. Yeah. But then she got framed. Yeah. And she got hanged. Yeah. She got Franken-framed. <laughs> so that's a big part of it, too. Yeah, I mentioned that. Ah, oh, did you? Yeah. God damn it. I'll edit yours out and use mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was... Um... When when they were doing the search party for Willie, she got arrested right after that. Yeah, because she was in the barn. And Frankenstein was Frankendiddling her while she was sleeping. Mm-hmm. And she got framed for it. Franken-framed. Yeah. And you realize at that point that maybe he's not this uh, totally benevolent dude. He's out there killing... Mm. Folks, it's been done in so many movies. You, they make you sympathize for someone. Yeah, I sympathized with Kai until he started killing people. <laughs> you don't fuck with hitchhikers or cats. Yeah, I can't even remember if that was in this episode or the intro for Victoria. <laughs> that was in the intro for Victoria. Yeah. So sweet. Uh, so yeah, the brother son is no longer. He's with his sister wife. She's got like uh, serious Elaine hair at this point. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Like most people have Elaine hair in this movie, actually. Mm-hmm, but, but she's got real, strikingly yeah season one Elaine hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they want to get their Frankenfuck on. Uh, 
everything seemed peachy dory. I think at this point, uh, Frankenstein. Oh, okay. So what Frankenstein wants from him is a wife. He wants a companion, and he says, "If you don't get me a companion, uh, a I'll friend. See you. Yeah. If you don't give me a wife, I'll take yours. I'll be peaceful after that." Yeah. So he's saying, I speak, I read, I think, and I know the ways of man. And um, he's so specific in saying what he wants in a mate. Saying, like, it's got to be a a girl. Like, he wants to know what he's comprised of as well. So I guess, you know, this isn't just being (laughs) shallow. Um, but he wants a friend, a companion that's female, and uh, but if he doesn't get it, that's when he's gonna be mad. And so um, he decides one more month, and he tells Liz after this, it's all gonna be done. It's fine. Then we'll get married. Yeah. She gets totally pissed off. She's off tossing all his clothes away. Um, get, Classic. Yeah, getting nuts about Still, it. They've been doing that since the 1700s. <laughs> so he's got to come clean. He's got to come at her and confess all this stuff. And she's like, takes it fine. She's yeah. like, oh, go ahead. Just tell me what's up and we'll be cool. Yeah. You know, then we go on happily ever after. Yeah, so marriage, wedding. Yeah. Right? They go off on their honeymoon. They're well guarded. But. um, He's there. Oh, yeah. Brother and sister. No longer. That's when the line is, yeah. We are no longer (laughs) brother and sister. We are man and wife. Hold on. Deliver with a little bit more. No, I don't want to. (laughs) Give it a little oomph, would you? Uh, so there's a love scene in there classic 90s love scene oh yeah see uh i don't actually don't remember how graphic it is probably probably nothing too crazy um then there's some uh flute cock blocking oh yeah do you remember that i do the flute is non-stop probably like a bad thing to play for these guys (laughs) <laughs> yeah and last thing they saw their dead son with was a flute and these <laughs> yeah. guys are just playing them all willy nilly yeah. around the place yeah on their honeymoon the old switcheroo there the nameless creature shows up and you know they're watching below and he comes from above and not only like <clears throat> chokes her out or anything like that. They went all out with this scene. He rips her heart out and shows it to Victor as it takes his last couple beats. <laughs> yeah, right after they get married. Yeah. So f- right away, he's like, well, I'm doing this. Like, I have to rebuild my wife. And it's kind of bringing up the same feelings that he had at the start, losing his mom, I'm sure. So then, 
you know, this uh, Lizzie has a huge hole in her chest from where her heart was ripped out of her body. So it's like, what are you going to do? Oh, that girl that was hanging out, she, she had a nice body. I'll use hers. <laughs> but then, again, I don't know if it's like overdoing it on the stitching, but... Maybe, Corpse bride. Maybe she really, he really liked Lizzie's hands, so she had the stitches here, so they used uh, hands that weren't on the one that was Hang's body, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is funny. The actual thought of being like, like this girl's hands, this girl got nice feet. So now, whatever, I guess the father's dead. There's nothing to lose. Is this all his last moment? Oh, yeah. We lost. We lost total track of Bilbo. <laughs> Bilbo's gone. Yeah. But whatever. Can't deal with the times of the essence, mm-hmm. as they say. Yeah. <laughs> but another yeah. great success. A little more fun <laughs> with this. Uh, beautiful lady you're referring to the uh enhancements that victor gave his wife yeah through the process body modifications yeah and but uh, he had some competition out there it was a botched job we must (laughs) say it is a botched job yeah her eyes missing uh could have sewed a weave on her yeah she's missing a lot of hair it's funny because I I remember her hair being like more, a little more like Bride of Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And I knew that this was going to be the part that you didn't remember out of this movie. And it's one of the parts that I like really, really remember the most, except I thought she had more hair. But remember her as the Bride of Frankenstein, which actually was part of mary shelley's frank first frankenstein novel i'm pretty sure i think and because of cinema they split it into two in the 30s yeah but um i think in the original frankenstein i don't know if the in the book uh i think he might decide he's not gonna make her oh that would have made for a shitty movie Mm-hmm. Not doing it. <laughs> yeah, it just ends there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, uh, you know, so she comes out. I'm not out of pocket, am I? We're on the right track. No, she's um, alive and well. Yeah. And they actually play the old, uh, like, stand beside each other and who she remember, who she walked to. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, the... This dog will come because to its rightful Frankenstein's owner. Frankenstein's really spitting some game to her. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, saying like, all the right stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then... And then she's thinking, live forever Victor. with Kenny over yeah, here? Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. But then nah, guy. Something that, she, that he says or she says <laughs> that he's like, she remembers me. She's mine. She remembers me. Yeah. But as he's saying that, she catches her uh, reflection. Yeah, doesn't really like, like what she sees. No, and this is one of the more uh, yeah. action-packed. Well, Helena Bonham there plays yeah. a lot of these types of characters. Are you getting into it know? right now. 
<laughs> well, I'm just saying this isn't that out of character. Maybe this is one of the earlier ones, but yeah. this is the stuff she loves. Yeah, exactly. It's what she's known for. Yeah. It's, it's like she's trying, finally revealing her full self. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a huge... She goes full Marla. I'm a huge fan of hers. Like Marla, uh, Big Fish. I really liked her in Sweeney Todd. You know what about Big Fish? Yeah. The place where they filmed... Uh, the town yeah. in Alabama yeah. is like an abandoned place that you can go to now. And the tree made out of styrofoam that he goes, sees when he goes into the town yeah. is still there and intact. But later in the movie, it's more decrepit and it's kind of in that state now. Yeah. But there's still this house where... Um, like the mayor's house, I think, and the church, but mm. it's all facades because it wasn't actually filmed, or except for the mayor's house has stuff and the church has some stuff, but yeah. some of the houses are just facades. Yeah, exactly. But I've always loved Three dollars to get in if you're in that place in Alabama. We're going. We're going. I knew we were going to go there we one day. We're hitting the budget. Yeah. Um, she, uh, yeah, Fight Club. Sweeney Todd, I've always liked her, you know, kind of that dark. She's kind of unobtainable. You You can't see her as a girlfriend type. Even uh, Dark Shadows. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know. Perfect candidate for Tim Burton's Mm ex-wife. But as as an everyday Joe, you don't feel like you could really date her. It's like dating Wednesday. (laughs) I was just going to say that, like, uh, she's got, like, the same thing as, like, Christina Ritchie going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I'm into. But Mia Goth seems to be, like, this generation's version of a uh, Christina Ritchie or a Helena Bottom Carter to be able to work with those darker roles mm-hmm. and... You know, not get stereotyped as them, or when you typecast. Yeah. You don't want them to get yeah. typecast in these yeah. roles. Not that they get typecast in these roles, but I think it's, you know, I, I think certain actors and actresses lean into a certain type of role. Look at uh, Juliet Lewis. Yeah, you oh, say Audrey, I say thing. Aubrey. Yeah. Uh, we were already talking about uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Seems to play like very similar roles in a lot of things, and it's not you know maybe they get typecast or maybe they just like to lean into that kind of role. And I'm sure uh, Helena Bonham Carter is the, probably the best example of someone that definitely wants to lean into those roles. Oh, uh, Planet of the Apes. She was in it. Yeah, I can't remember her being she in was, it. I did watch it once upon a time. Sexy ape. Oh, right. Newer ones? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was the one with Mark Wahlberg, but it was like the first of the newer Planet of the Apes. All right. All right. Like it had uh, Michael Clark Duncan as like security ape. Oh, and, that's got to uh, be the Mark Wahlberg ones. Yeah, exactly. So... Now that, the end. <laughs> so that might as well have been her eulogy, 
because the next thing she does after she looks in the mirror mm. um, and isn't pleasantly surprised. <laughs> there's, there's a Seinfeld reference there. Mirrors again? <laughs> that the guy with the face. Tone. <laughs> the Mimbo? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she has one of the. She has a mimbo moment. Did they say anything about uh, reconstructive surgery? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's one of the best. Tony, I made I made peanut butter sandwiches because I I know you don't like tuna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, she saw tuna, and no, he hates peanut butter. Yeah. Oh. Well, does she it, saw peanut butter. Does he butter. like peanut butter? He hates it. Ugh, glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, peanut buttered or uh, salmon. I'm not sure. You, salmon in a shit sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, don't want to put shit in that sardine sandwich of yours. But, <laughs> but uh, she um, turns herself into a lantern. Yeah. Okay, so this is where the movie gets overly 90s. Like, I'm sure this was a bit from, uh, like, a Blu-ray commercial. Or showing, like, every... So many movies in the 90s had this fire that turns into an explosion that is, like, people, like, all right, one, two, three. Ah! You know what I mean? And it was so like that. It was hilarious to see a movie that actually had, like somewhat of depth with all this this stuff was it done was, by the books yeah, though you, you thought it would be like done a bit more poetic you know what i mean mm-hmm. a little bit more symbolism but behind how they actually like you know how you know like romeo and juliet ends yeah you think that there'd be something like that and i don't know like i i really wonder if that is in mary shelley's original novel this explosion or is that like 90s no that was before explosions she couldn't even imagine what an explosion was in the year this is written Ah. and they just started fire um yeah a funeral pyre did this did they jump out into the water end up on a raft something yeah they go down daddy and son Daddy and son get to go down in their... On a little piece of ice. Yeah. Uh, but the, but Victor dies. And Frankenstein lives. Because he's already the undead. And then he ends it with the most quotable line of the whole movie. He didn't give me a name. But the credits did. What was it? The creature. Slash. Really? It's clear as day. He's the sharp featured man. The sharp featured man. 
Yeah, that was hilarious to read that. I forgot about that, like, what they called him before. Yeah, it's hilarious as uh, Fred fucks to wet you your palate. You didn't think he'd be, like, uh, anti-vaxxer number seven. <laughs> or, uh, you know, hanged man. The sharp, the sharp-faced man. Yeah. He doesn't want sharps touching his body, though. Just his features. Yeah, he's rounded. He's rounded from the neck down. Mm-hmm. Sharp features up top, though. Yeah. Cut like a bag of milk, but sculpted in the cheekbone area. Mm-hmm. This is post uh, Raging Bull. Yeah. Thank you, Francis Ford Coppola. Another one. Of Godfather fame. Thanks, uh, Frank Darabond of Shawshank fame for helping put this majestic piece of work together yeah, somehow. No, seriously, like. This is a great piece. I'm glad. I'm really glad that we threw this in the mix. Actually, before I forget, we got to give a shout out to Ali, who actually chose for us to watch this film. Yeah. Um, and this is a thing that we're going to continue to do. Is we won't be able to uh, review every single movie that people throw in the comments, but. We will pick the first comments of every Sunday and put them into the wheel of destiny and figure out a movie that we will watch uh, in the following week. Yeah. Or month. Well, I'm done with man. Yeah, fuck this shit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta turn the heat back on. Right. Turn the heat back on. And um... if you guys aren't sleeping already, have a good night. Yeah. Much love.